Hey, you're listening to Timothy Robinson on the new Numa Godcast. Please make sure you tune in every week to your host, Norman Brown, and please make sure you subscribe for further episodes. God bless. So with that being said, like there used to be this thing where you could go contact a certain number um, in Jacksonville, Florida, I think, and then they you would ask them, you would say, where is, but you had to know like the rank of the person and their name, and I think that if you knew their rank and their name, they would be able to find them in the in the whole navy because they could find they knew all they had all the records of where people were. So I found him like that like one time, but then after that time, I don't know what happened to the phone number that I had. I didn't. It was like that was before I had a cell phone. I had it in a like a little small address book, and I didn't know where that address book was anymore. So now. I didn't know what the number was to call to ask, you know, where he was. So I lost contact with him. Then all of a sudden I'm on Facebook, and at some point in time it hit me. Wait a minute. Let me look for my friends because if I'm on here, they probably on here. And that was when they made it easier to find people. Back then it was <laughs> easier to find a person on Facebook. Now it's, like, much harder. They make it hard mm-hmm. for on purpose. But anyway... So back then I started looking for his name, and finally I found him. We connected back up, and we've been in contact ever since. But the point is, is I had no other way to get in touch with him other than Facebook. I would never have known how to find him. I would never have found him again. I wouldn't have known where to go. And thank God he was on Facebook, at least briefly, a long enough time for me to find him and be in touch with him and and never lose track of him again. You know what I'm saying? But my point okay. is, my point is, and I remember when Instagram first came out, and a guy told me about it, uh, one of the artists that I used to bring to my event. And when he was telling me about it, I was like, so what the heck is Instagram? And he was like, it's a thing where you put pictures up. And I was like, and what's the point of putting pictures up? I mean, I was like, what are you putting pictures up? I mean, you know what I'm saying? In my mind, I was like, it didn't even make no sense to me. Like, you just putting photos up just to be putting them up there? I mean, why right. you need everybody to see photos off. of you or whatever, right? They came off to you as narcissistic. Yeah, it did. And I was like, okay. So I still didn't understand the point of it. I was just like, I wasn't even using it. I didn't even want to use it because I was like, this sounds stupid. Who in the world is just going to be putting a bunch of photos of themselves up? You know what I'm saying? I had no idea. I mean, guess I guess it's because I'm not narcissistic. I had no idea that a bunch of people were going to be on there just posting photos of themselves. And that's when the whole selfie thing really took off, when you got all these pictures of people in front of a camera or in front of a mirror with their camera taking a photo of themselves or whatever. And I was just like, these pictures are the dumbest pictures I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was just like, this doesn't make any sense to me, but okay, that's what people are doing these days. All right. But um, I did not know at that time that it would become what it is today. I did not, unfortunately, I did not see the future of it at the time when it first came out. So I didn't know how detrimental it would be to kids. And that's the thing, too. It's like as much as they quote-unquote tried to supposedly uh, put restrictions, like they supposedly had restrictions on Facebook at one time, you couldn't be under 18 or something like that to get on there. 
But then I started seeing 13-year-olds on there and whatnot because they were kids that went to my church. I'm like, why in the world are they on here? I thought they couldn't get on here. And I was like, I was kind of getting annoyed by that, by the way. And then I was like, okay, whatever. It is what it is. And the same thing happened with Instagram. So my point is that um, all these different things have started to come out. And this is another thing about the enemy. The enemy keeps coming out with these new things that he knows that the kids are going to get on first. So they'd be on some new kind of app or whatever. We never heard of it or something like that. And so we don't even know what's going on on the app. We just know maybe we might have probably heard about it in the wind somewhere. We might have just caught a glimpse of it or a hint of the name or something. Like there's this one out called Discord now. And I don't mm-hmm. really know much about Discord, but it seems like it's a communication thing. Huh? Yeah, yeah. My, my, my 12-year-old was on it, and I had to get her off of that. Yeah, so... When I heard about Discord, at first I thought it was a cool thing to connect with other people in another network that, you know, maybe wasn't going to be as restrictive as maybe Facebook or something. I didn't know. I never checked into it. I don't. I still don't really know a lot about it. But what I do know is that I heard about some kids. Uh, my sons were in it or whatever, but they're older. They're 19 and 17, so they, that's fine for them. But they weren't on this, like, for the last two, three, four years or nothing. So they, it's just recent thing that started to come out and people are using. But the point is is that it's things like that as well as, like, let's say, like, a, um, like a, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of some other stuff that's out there. But the point is that all these different apps are coming out. And with each app comes its own whatever. Like, oh, TikTok, that's the one I wanted to talk about. When TikTok, when I started first hearing about TikTok, I was looking at, like, I would be in my messenger, and they came up with these commercials of TikTok. And I was like, and everybody, every commercial was some person dancing to music. And I'm like, what's the point of that? You know what I'm saying? So I didn't even think nothing of TikTok. I was like, man, I ain't getting on that crap. That's stupid. But then came to find out later that, you know, people, businesses were starting to use TikTok, and they would use it to put their business stuff out there. So then I started saying, okay, well, maybe I'll get on TikTok to do things for the podcast. But then when I got on TikTok, I started seeing all the nonsense that's on there, and it's more than just people dancing. So I was like, okay. And then I started hearing about stuff through other, you know, um, types of uh, whatever you want to call it, media, that were saying, showing how there are women on TikTok specifically who are sending out toxic messages, sending out ungodly uh, messages and thoughts to women about how to deal with men. They tell them all kinds of bull crap. That isn't even it's it's horrible it's horrible advice, mostly given by bitter women, and basically all of it is bitter women, just to be honest. Let's say I'm gonna just say it like that. All of these women it's giving this advice are bitter. They have it's bad relationships with men and they're trying to set up things with women, females, girls specifically, 
so that they hate men, so that they so that they manipulate men, so that they use men for stuff like money, clothes, whatever, material things, and then they basically throw men away. And and then some of them act like, oh yeah, this is the payback for all the stuff that men did to us and you know, all this kind of nonsense. And everything is it is coming out of feminism, the spirit behind feminism, and it's coming out of narcissism, and it's coming out of, you know, Satan's agenda to basically kill relationships. That's what it all boils down to. And so I literally was like, like I said, going back to what I said to my daughter, when I realized, when I found out she was on TikTok, which I didn't know about, that's when I really was like, you know what? I see why I'm having some of these problems that I'm seeing, and I see why you're having some of the problems you're having because of this social media that you're on. That's why we're dealing with this with you now. So mm-hmm. my point in saying all that is to say, unless a person is old enough and mature enough to know how to use social media to deal with it, to interact with it or whatever, then they shouldn't even be on it, period. They should just leave it alone because it can suck you in, man. TikTok videos have a way of just, it's one thing after the other, after the other, after the other, and it's just millions of them because of all these people on the planet that keep on putting out a stupid video, people trying to make theirs go viral. They want theirs to be the funniest. They want theirs to be the silliest. They want theirs to be the most, you know, whatever, and and get all the followers and all this kind of stuff that they're trying to get. But the bottom line is that um, if a person is not able to handle that kind of environment and know when to shut it down, know when to get off of it, know when to when enough is enough or whatever, then they're just going to be caught up in that, and there's not going to be any breaking away. It's going to be, they not, yeah, you can't. They cannot, and that is part of uh, that is part of the the the, the verses in eight and nine. For part of making the wall, making the wall. If you uh, want her to be successful in becoming a wall, then you have to make sure you have to make sure she has the right tools. Now, if you don't want her to be a wall by observing her behavior, you are you are actually uh, promulgating that she become a door. And now you have to now you got to beat some some nails in there to shut a door that's open, you know, and and, and you got to beat against something that can. The, the nails can, you know, um, can um, have to penetrate some some wood and penetrate hard, you know. And so you are actually making it worse because you didn't prepare her for infiltration because your job is to guard her purity and keeping her from in, in undesirable individuals, situations, anything keep them from her because you're the gatekeeper of purity. If you do that, then you will get to verse 10. She will self-proclaim in victory, I'm a wall. 
you know. I'm a wall. I'm not a door. I am a wall. And because of that, it says that I am in the eyes of the one who found me and I found favor. So whoever found her, because remember, we're, we're, we are preparing them for courtship, for marriage. Whoever found her will find favor in her because you kept her. And guess who was part of that responsibility besides God, of course, is you as the gatekeeper. All right? And then yeah, there's you go a on, Before you go on, bro, because you kind of glossed over something that I would like for you to touch on. I don't know if you intentionally didn't want to talk about it or not, but there's something in verse 10 that you skipped over I wanted you to say. I want you to tell me what your interpretation of that is. You want me to read it to you? Well, well, I am a wall, and my breasts are like towers. All right? Then I was his eyes, and is the one that found favor. Now, that's juxtaposed in verse 8. What did his, what did the brother say? We have a little sister. She doesn't have any breasts. We have a little sister. Mm-hmm. She don't have any breasts. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to self-realization, she's like, hey, I'm a wall, and I got some breasts, and they, they're noticeable. Towers are noticeable. Okay? And so, so why was it, why was noticeable, they're noticeable to the one that God has called her to. Because then I was in the eyes of the one that found favor. So his eyes caught her when she proclaimed it. I'm a wall. I've kept myself. I've kept myself. I've kept myself pure and developed. I am ready. And now he found favor. And here's a great play on the word. There's a play on the words that 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 you you have to realize. She's a Shulamite, right? The he the Hebrew word for Solomon is is basically Shulamite. And now, what did they what did they find between each other? Shalom. So the Shulamite found Shalom and Shulaman. And that is what the the Hebrew says, basically in there. The Shulamite found Shalom in uh, uh, Shalom in Shulaman. That is the catech the uh, the uh, um. The, basically, the, a triangle of of word cash, of, of word captions that the, the Jews use to make emphasis in the play on words. It's a poem, and, and and it doesn't sound that way because the trans in the translation. But if it was sung and sung in the original language, that's what he she would be saying. Wow, man, that is amazing. I never heard that before about the Shulamite and that being the same word as Solomon, basically. Wow, that's mm-hmm. interesting. And so this is self-profession, and this is where we want to get our daughters to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I am, I have done, I found favor, 
I found favor in in this person, uh, Dad. I found person uh, found favor in this person, uh, my father, because I have done this, and he found and he found favor in it because we kind of and we know we know the girl that's been around the been around the way, opposed to the girl that's you know that hasn't been around the way. We know this. All right, and so that is the goal of being a godly father, guarding, uh, uh, making sure that she's aware of what the goal is, guarding her, and getting her to self-aware as she develops and becomes developed to say, hey, I'm ready, and I found favor in the eyes of my Solomon. Wow, man, that's good. That was some good stuff, bro. Yeah, man, we gotta, we gotta really. Um, those of us who are fathers to daughters, we gotta really be mindful of how this world is really trying to trick our women. I mean, when we look at, I'm not saying that there isn't an attack on men as well, but men are not giving in to certain types of things the way women are. And, I mean, I'm talking about on a lot of major issues. I'm talking about on abortion. I'm talking about on identity, LGBT, the alphabet people, you know, all that stuff. You know, um, these kinds of things are causing a lot of problems. These two issues alone are causing all of the problems a lot of the problems that we're seeing in America are caused by those two issues. Just imagine why in the world are two issues causing most of the problems. So. Yeah, and because we are addressing it like this, they're attacking, they would, they would be, and they probably are, they're probably going to attack us as being toxic, toxic masculinity. And it's false. We are protecting because, like you said, in the word of God, they're the ones being deceived. We can see it. They're deceived. The bottom line is when you're talking about they're the weaker vessel, which the Bible says also, anything that's weaker means that it needs to be strengthened. It needs to be either strengthened or protected. It's just like if mm-hmm. I got glass, if I have glass in a box and we say it's fragile, we want to put all kinds of cushioning in there to keep the glass from being broken. So it's no different than what we're talking about right now. We're cushioning our daughters by, you know, limiting or preventing them from being on social media because they, we know that they're going to be comparing themselves to all these other females, not knowing that the other females are fake, not knowing that the other females' lives are falling apart, but they make it look like they have the best life ever. Everybody is fronting. You know, I hear about these people. You may or may not have heard about it, but I've heard about people that actually will rent an airplane or they'll rent a car or something like that just to take pictures and make people think that that's how they're living. And the people that are looking at these pictures are actually buying it. 
Mm-hmm. They have no idea, but they're going to look at all these other people thinking they got a better life than them, and their life is much more is much worse. They're miserable. They're living a miserable life. So to me, it's just the trick of the enemy, and that's why it even more so that I feel women or girls or whatever are under the most attack by Satan right now. Satan knows that it ain't going to be too many women, too many men, rather, that he can cause to become gay. He knows that. And that's for a lot of reasons. Even on a natural level, men don't want to be looking like they're weak. Men don't want to look like they're soft. Men don't want to look like they can't do things or handle things on their own. A lot of times. So... The bottom line is it's harder for the enemy to get them unless he gets them at a very, very young age to twist their mindset about themselves. But if Satan doesn't get a boy, huh? Or take their fathers out, or take their fathers out of the, off the scene, and so the, the, ear, the words that they get are from their mothers. You have a lot of young men responding to situations in life as if they were women and getting different results. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm, what I'm seeing, and, and I'm glad that we had this discussion because this discussion has made it even more apparent to me that we're fighting a spirit that is trying to specifically attack women in many different ways from many different exam, um, angles and whatnot. And it is to ultimately cause a rift between them and men around them. And it's going to, it, it'll be from whatever perspective. It could be from the abortion perspective or the identity perspective. But either way, it's causing a rift between them and men. It's causing there to be a separation in relationships and a damaging in relationships. So this is starting to happen more and more. And that's why it's important for us to basically say, hey, we're not going to allow that to happen. We're not going to give in to that spirit. This is what it's going to be. So um, that's where we are with things, man. Man, that was, that was, this has been a blessing, man. This has been a real blessing just to be able to share and, and to see uh, what the enemy is, is doing. In, in this in this culture doing with our our women. He's attacking the women and and he's going after them because they are the weaker vessel. Not because they can't handle it, it's because God designed them that way. He designed them that way. It's not wrong. It's just different. Exactly. So, you know, I guess at this point, bro, um, do you do you want to like pray over the women of this generation right now, and and we'll just release something over them? Yes, let's let's do that. Let's let's do that right now. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, Heavenly Father. You are great. You're powerful. You know all yes. things. You see all things. Thank you, Lord. you are in all things, and you are above yes. all things. Lord, we pray yes. for the women of this society, the women 
of the world, the women that are close to us. Each yeah. person that's listening to the sound of my voice has women that they are uh, impacting daily, day in and day out. And so this is a, a powerful prayer that I want to go before you and before your ears so that you can do it, Lord, that you give us the strength, the wisdom, the insight yes. to know what to say, what to do, when to Lord, protect us, protect our heart, protect our, protect our motives, Lord. Yes. Our motives to make them presentable to you, yes, pure in your sight, pure in your sight, Lord. It is for you. It's a picture of what you want in the church. You want the church to be without spot or wrinkle. And so we want to present, be able to present our daughters to whoever they find favor in their eyes without spot or wrinkle. And give us all the tools, all the wisdom, all the knowledge that you can give us. Lord, I pray for these young women, these, these women in general, older women, young women, and little girls, that you would protect them, keep them from the evil one, protect their eyes, protect their hearts, protect their minds, protect their spirits. Lord, give them that peace that passes all understanding that yes. what they're experiencing, what they're experiencing has to line up with the word of God. Yes. Don't let them be deceived. Don't let their eyes be covered with scales. Remove the scales from their eyes so that they may see that you are the great I am. And the great I am says, you are precious in my sight. You are my daughter, and I love you, and I will protect you. Listen yeah. to me and hear my words. She that has it. Let her hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I want to add to that. Father, I pray that you release wisdom, uncommon wisdom, un, uh, unnatural or rather supernatural wisdom, Father God, that goes beyond whatever years of living and even knowledge that men have that are fathers who have daughters. Lord God, release that wisdom upon them that they would be able to make the right decisions with their daughters, that they would know how to limit the social media, how to prevent the infection of the social media in their lives, in their hearts, in their minds. Father God, I pray that you would show them how to not allow certain devices in their home without them being able to control those things. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that you would give them strategies on how to approach things as it relates to whatever it is that they're looking at, Lord God. I pray now, Lord God, that you would give these fathers a word that would uh, show it would be a testimony to you and who you are and how great you are. Lord God, that they will find out these results, that, that they will find out that there are results that will come out of them um, them doing these things, Lord God, that are meant to protect their children from the enemy. 
The enemy is trying to attack them from all angles, various things. He's trying to sneak in there and just plant these seeds there, Lord God, without the parents knowing about it because the parents aren't aware of these things. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now that you would do this. In the name of Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen. 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 Once again, bro, it was good having you on here, man. That was a really good. It was a pleasure. Um, I look forward to coming back. Invite me back. Yo, you know you're going to be back, man. We're going to have to get some more things studied, you know what I'm saying, and, and talk about some more stuff, chopping it up. So okay, uh, it's, it's always it, it's always an open door to you, bro. So um, thank, thank you. you again for being on here, man. And once again, um, Myron Cooper Jr. has been my guest today, and you are listening to Norman Brown, a.k.a. Norm the Professor, your host. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at New Numa, also on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Make sure you also follow me, my personal account, Norm the Professor, on Instagram, Twitter, Norm the Professor, Norman Brown, also on Facebook, and also on LinkedIn, Norman Brown. Look me up. Follow me back. Also, if you're on the podcast, uh, if you're listening now and you have not subscribed, please subscribe today. Matter of fact, tell all your friends and family about it and get them to subscribe too. If you're on Apple, iTunes, give us a five-star rating with an inspirational quote. Thank you again for listening to New Numa Godcast. And last but not least, on YouTube, we have a channel. Make sure you subscribe there as well. We're going to be coming out with some videos that's going to be, you know, even beyond how we've been doing it on the uh, podcast now. So we're going to take things to the next level on there. Thank you again for listening to New Numa Godcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to the New Numa Godcast once again. This is your host, Norm. Follow me at Norm the Professor on IG. I'm in agreement for power and breakthrough in your life. Keep tuning in every week for that real talk, new life.